You're listening to OK Now Listen, a bi-weekly show where we chat about what's on our minds, what we're binging, and what's blowing up our timelines. I'm Scotty Beam, media personality, content creator, music enthusiast, and a winged connoisseur. And I'm Sylvia Obell, culture writer, host, producer, and lover of Beyonce. And I'm also currently stranded in America, which is really ghetto because my passport renewal is taking longer than I knew it would. Child, I'm here forever. Like I am, I am also stranded in this ghetto ass country ass town, and I am so upset about it. I was so depressed that this passport renewal thing takes longer than a day. It should never take longer than a day. I was hoping for like at least a four week expedited. I said, if I'm paying for expedited, then expedite, nigga. Why would it take six weeks to get it processed and then six right. weeks to send it? That sounds like the opposite of expedited to me. That sounds real regular. <laughs> that sounds real standard shipping to me. I don't understand. <laughs> The only comforting thing about it, what's funny to me is that it's happening to us at the same time. Because, like, y'all ever... Guys, yes. <laughs> just, to, just to let y'all know, we were supposed to go to Mexico in August, guys. And we had all these plans set up. We were going to have the time of our lives. Once again, we made Come plans. Come to find out. <laughs> we made motherfucking plans. Yet again, clearly, God is telling us something. The plans? Every time. I'm laughing at you, ho. Like, I'm going to continuously laugh at you. So, yes, we had plans, and Sylvia called me. Doo, doo, doo. She was like, girl, hey, it's looking like a no for me because my passport uh, needs to get renewed, and I didn't even know it takes this long. And I'm like, hold on, wait. <laughs> and I, I knew, I thought that Sylvia probably thought I was gonna, I was disappointed that she wasn't coming, <laughs> but I was more disappointed that I'm not coming, nigga, that I'm also not going to the, on the trip. You ever see somebody's face and realize that they just realized that they too are fucked up? That's the look I saw in your oh, eyes. Where it was like, I can hear the record scratch. Like she was like, I can't walk wait, into the, to the passport agency and come out. <laughs> she was like, because my mama said. And I was like, well, right? <laughs> I was like, all due respect to Shayla. Listen, all due respect Ms. to Ms. Shayla. But her, she's been misinformed. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that we cannot just walk in that bitch my, before. Listen, my good sis, mommy, was about to have me up fucked up in the front of the embassy or whatever else and be like yo give me a passport <laughs> i literally was gonna be like I'll, i only need a day and come to find out it takes weeks four weeks plus it's crazy so well i mean I, we were you know we were just crying. trying to you know see a little bit but i guess you know no, between the passport agency and the delta variant it's looking real homebound for us you know what I mean? It's looking real. It's looking real domestic. It's yeah, looking real child. domestic. It's looking real Miami. It's looking just straight Miami Beach. That's what it's looking like. No, our friend who I was supposed to room with was so she. When I tell you, she read me seventeen times when I told her I wasn't gonna be able to go because of this, and she literally was like. Tell me you think Miami is out of the country without telling me you think Miami's out of the country. That's oh what this is God. giving. And I was like, oh. I am embarrassed. I'm so, I was so ashamed and embarrassed. Never in my life. I have been traveling internationally since I was six years old. COVID just caught me slipping. You know what I mean? Like, it was really the God pandemic. Damn. And wasn't we just like last episode talking about, girl, go out and <laughs> see the world. And, <laughs> 
But get that passport paperwork together (laughs) is the key part we forgot to mention. I'm over here talking to these girls. <laughs> Girl. Child, our passports were like, Get you know that, that meme where the guy need. sipping from the solo cup? Like, <laughs> That's right. where our passports mm-hmm. were in the drawer saying as we were recording the last episode of this. So, Girl. And more importantly, mine is like my ID. <clears throat> and I know everybody's going to scream on me after that. I don't have an ID. Still? So I use my passport as my ID. Child. So, Scotty, you have attempted right, to I'm, go to the DMV child, 17 times since we've I've known you. How do you walk out each time without it? And every time, it's a headache. <laughs> every you time. Scotty's really home, homebound. She on house arrest, child. She can't even drink. She can't get into no club. This good sis is grounded. It's grounded. I'm grounded. All right. Well, 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 well. While our summer plans and... Scotty's domestic plans as well are on pause <laughs> for now. I got my birth certificate. What? <laughs> I can still you can show that to TSA and tell me what happens. Book a flight. Show TSA <laughs> your birth certificate and tell me what they say to you. And vaccination card. That's not they a no. They're like, bitch, this ain't no. Don't try that at home, kids. It's not going to work out for you. Please know that. But, um, yes, our travel plans are on pause. And, you know... All we have to do in the meantime is truly just sit at home and read Twitter and <laughs> to distract ourselves from true. the pain of it all. And actually, there were some interesting conversations that really took to us. It wasn't there, Scotty, the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, sometimes Twitter is the land of dusty ass half-baked thoughts <laughs> that people could have kept to them fucking selves. I mean, there are still some. But lately, some of y'all have been getting real like accurate with y'all tweets like i'll be like damn that's that's a point that's the truth that's the honesty there's been a few popular threads in the past few weeks that got us thinking about why or if we need men what real romance is and what healthy relationships look like yes and we saw some of y'all asking us to talk about these tweets on the tl so we want you to know that we see you we be listening so we're going to oblige this time. Not every time. Not every time. Go ahead, Sylvia. Say that one more time. A regular occurrence where y'all be like, please talk about this. At, 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 at. Please talk about this. Please, please. Hey, y'all, y'all, y'all. Can y'all talk about this? It's not always. But today, we're feeling generous. So let's get into it. So the first truthful tweet that stopped us in our tracks is from at Dapper Damo. Damo said, men have to now get women to like them and a lot of men aren't likable. You need me to read that Just again? one more time for the, for the congregation. Men mm-hmm. have to now get women to like them and a lot of men aren't likable. Now, if you're like me, your initial reaction was, whoo, shit. <laughs> I was scrolling down the timeline. I said, ooh, shaking the table. <laughs> because if that don't just get to the heart of a lot of this, you know what? Like, this is a tweet that just gets to the heart 
of a lot of issues. Like, a lot of things are symptoms. What is the cause? <laughs> and the fact that it was a straight black male who said this on the internet, on top of that, like a black man checking other black men, which should be happening more. I almost passed out. I said, is, is this honesty and accountability and allyship all at once? Like, I don't, <laughs> let's just get into it. And that's why I wasn't surprised it went viral because here's the thing. As always, because of y'all, we have to say, it's not that all men aren't likable. We There's a, there's oh, a lot God. of men that we enjoy. But the point is, is that when we're talking about romantic relationships, outside of the friendships, your homegirls, da 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 I really feel like he hit on the point about how men don't realize how they have to get women to like them because we don't need them anymore. I think a lot of time we talk about the gap between how things were back in the day versus how they are now. And we the big mm-hmm. thing that's always missed when they talk about women's independence and this and that is that like back in the day, women literally had to marry men to just do certain things. Like to get a credit card, to get a credit card, to get birth control, to get a house, to get insurance, to get you. Hell, you even needed that nigga to agree to the divorce before you could get a divorce. Like it wasn't up to you to file. Mm-hmm. He had to file. Or if you filed, mm-hmm. he had to give the OK for the lawyers to go through with it. Like you could not get an education without a man. There's just so many things where it was like, this is a part of life because I won't be able. A marriage is the gateway to freedom for women back then. Shit, a bitch couldn't even give somebody else some freedom. Couldn't even serve in a jury. Yeah. Like, a bitch couldn't do anything back then. But homeboy didn't stop there. He broke it down. He talked about how we're only two generations removed from women not being able to have a bank account by men and all these other things. But he also said, like, your grandfather was probably a horrible husband. Like, at best, was probably emotionally distanced and patriarchal. And I'm going to tell y'all this right up front. Not my grandfather. Talk about him like that again, I'm going to smack you. But the rest of (laughs) y'all grandfathers, perhaps, not James though, that was the best man I knew, okay? Oh, my grandpa's (laughs) name is James too. Oh! But the only difference is my grandpa is emotionally distant. (laughs) Ah, That's the way he was raised. It's chaotic. I love him to death. But it's what they knew. Absolutely. It's what they were conditioned to be. I was going to say, no, a lot of these men were old, like, all they could look to was their fathers. And even in the same way where now, like, our millennials are like, or we talk about, like, the whole myth about fatherless generation or how a lot of us are coming more from homes where we didn't get to have dad in the home like our parents or grandparents did. Having them in the home also came with its own stuff because you weren't seeing them have healthy relationships just because they were in the home. They were just there, like I said, mm-hmm. emotionally distanced, perhaps, and just there to provide. And, you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you probably saw all the bad things they were doing and thought that's how I'm supposed to treat my wife, too, because that's what my father did and my mother stayed. And no, mm-hmm. grandpa, well, again, not mine, but the rest of y'all's grandpa <laughs> didn't even need to make grandma like him. Like, you know what I mean? Because there's also a difference between love and like. And we don't talk about that enough either. Mm-hmm. You can love somebody and not like them. That's very true. I feel like men know the deep sense of things as far as like I need to provide for my family or I have the desire to like be this or give this or do this. The big stuff. Mm-hmm. But on the micro level mm-hmm. of things that just makes a woman like you, like taking the time to ask her about her interests, 
Right. Taking an interest right. in her interests. You know what I mean? Like right. taking time to do things she enjoys, figuring out what makes her smile, what brings light to her day. You know, just the day to day parts of it, not like the year to year parts. I think that's where a lot of men struggle. They're like, what? I miss the fucking miss mark. The mark. It's like, what? Well, I love time. you. I'm fucking you. I'm providing money. What else do you want from me? Right. <laughs> this this line, like, I'm here. Yeah, nigga, you here, but you causing so much stress, so much, like, pain. You you might as well just not be here. You know, you just saying that you're here doesn't really necessarily help anyone. You have to be here and be able to work. Be here and work on the relationship or work on what makes you and her happy. You know, those small things. And, of course, Grandma, you know, Grandma, Mimi and them didn't really have time to think about that because a bitch wanted a credit card. Right. Like a bitch wanted, you know, a bank account or to just be able to provide. She couldn't she couldn't provide for her kids or her family without him. Right. To Dapper Damo's point and how he wrapped up the tweet by saying, so fast forward to today where women, truthfully speaking, don't need your ass. You have to come harder than your ancestors. You got to have substance. And a lot of these niggas don't have no substance. And he was like, but not me, though. <laughs> I love that he ended it with like, but not me, though. Y'all be easy. Not me, though. Because it's really just the point of like Scotty was getting to, which is that like the difference between me, your grandmother, and even your mother, depending on how, like, how old we're talking, how old Absolutely. you are, is that I don't have to put up with the emotional or financial or even physical abuse to be an adult in society and live a life and provide for myself. So why should I? And that's why a lot of us are taking longer to get married, not even considering getting married. I have friends who talk about knowing that they know they're going to be a parent more than they know they're going to be a wife. And that's so sad to me. But it's also Mm -hmm. like we have that option. That's an option that was not afforded to our ancestors or Mm -hmm. to our, even like, you know, just a generation up. So... It is what it is, and I think it caused a lot of conversation, child. I saw the the tweets was tweeting, people were arguing, men were upset, women were upset, women were cheering, other men were cheering, you know what I mean, the shade room, the, you know, and all the mother places that posted it and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a conversation I love to see us have more because I think it really hits on something with us, and that's just that, like, you got to come harder because we don't need y'all you gotta do the you gotta do the human work now like you have to do the human work of tapping into emotion Mm. tapping into the feelings that you've tried to block for several years and of course i give grace because the conditioning is hard it is (laughs) to unlearn it is it's a lot it's severely hard it's hard to be the first and they are the, like, I feel like millennials, like, maybe a little bit in the Gen X, but mostly millennials men mm-hmm. are the first generation mm-hmm. that have to do this. So, of mm-hmm. course, y'all, of course, y'all have no blueprint. Mm-hmm. Who gonna tell you? Right. And this is a generational curse. We should work to break this because it doesn't help this, you know, black love agenda that we love so much. This is why it's revolutionary because we have so much to overcome to do it properly and that's why it's so meaningful beautiful and a version of activism when we manage to love each other properly while being black in this country where they have just taken and stripped our families of all of the things that would make that easy absolutely and so that's why i I thought that was a strong thread i was like y'all gonna have to like come harder harder do your emotional management work 
you got to do this work in order to come to the revolutionary love that we should be having. Yeah. yeah. And, and understand that women are your, we're your equal now. We're not another object that thing you can own. And essentially that's how men, how women were treated because that's what they were. Like the men owned their rights to all these things. So I think mm-hmm. it's like now we're all looking at each other eye to eye. Like, hi, it's me. Look me in my eye. Respect me. And some of y'all hate that shit. Some of y'all are upset about it. And speaking about hating it, <laughs> that really takes us to the next timeline take that caught our attention because it was speaking of men who don't know how to act around empowered women. This one comes from Twitter user Olani, spelled O-L-O-N-I, who is one of my favorites to follow on Twitter. She's always a good time and asking thought-provoking things or saying fun things and this and that. And she has a podcast mm-hmm. called The Leg Bear Podcast, so please check that out as well. We love to show love to our fellow black sisters in the podcast world. Absolutely. But in this tweet, she said, you ever think about the men who said they liked you before and suddenly realized they actually really hated you? When did you realize mm. he hated you? Mm. And when I tell you the responses mm. to this tweet had me like mm-hmm. mouth agape disbelief because A, it was calling on the other side of it, right? It was like the mirror side to this other man's tweet where it's like men are not likable. But also like when did you realize that a man hated you? Like a man who claims to like you actually hates you. That's so, like that's just so deep and nuanced. It's like, oh shit. I'm sure there's even women who are like, oh my God, does he hate me? I never labeled it as hate. Right, because that feels so strong. But like, you you hated me. It's like the way you treated me, a nigga would think you hated me. And so, yeah. And it speaks to the trauma of like, the generational trauma of not knowing the difference between what love looks like and what hate, because both are very passionate feelings, right? So I think that's why they're so easily mistakable sometimes because the passion is there on both ends and the attention because you have to, that's why people always be like, I don't hate nobody because it takes too much attention. Like, I have to care about you mm-hmm. to hate you. And, like, that is real. And that's why often it can get confused for love in a twisted, toxic lens if you're not realizing. Or how it's, why it's so easy for love to turn to hate. Because you already care about that person. You're giving mm-hmm. them the attention. You have the passion. And so you have mm-hmm. everything that's there. It's just flipping it on its head. And I think that's where people get caught up. That's where the Dear John stories happen, where the Snap stories happen. <laughs> like all those things that we watch mm-hmm. on all the like, TLC on the networks or whatever else, those like true crime things, you know, all the domestic abuse that's out there. That's what this is hitting on. You know what I mean? But earlier right. on, like in the beginning, the responses were breaking my heart and we can get to that in a second. But like the reason why I was happy that even the conversation was being had, even though it was so hard was because it's better that we start to know the signs early before you find yourself in a situation where you're madly in love and got three babies by a man who hates you. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's so much harder to deal with. Yeah, and a lot of the responses that I read weren't necessarily like red flags. Some shits were like (laughs) purple flags. Purple? I don't know what (laughs) flag. It was a. Fl- it wasn't even a flag. That was a banner. <laughs> that was a. Hey, good sis. This ain't it. And I lived that too. I think we all ignore the signs because we want to be in love. We all ignore the signs because we think that everyone deserves grace. Mm. We sacrifice our respect 
we sacrifice our gentleness, we sacrifice everything just so that I can feel loved by this person or this person can love me. I was like, I had to even write because I said I had a response because child. Yeah, your response was really good too because there's like a nuance to it too that I really appreciated your two right. talking about. I said um, a lot of old situations, I realized guys wanted to control me more than they wanted to actually like me. Ooh, woo! And when they realized my lifestyle wasn't a challenge but a truth, they tried to punish me for it. So they try to make me pay for the success that I was getting. Mm, 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 mm. And I've dealt with that for plenty of situationships, plenty of relationships. My mom has also dealt with that about my father. You know, they feel like because they're not doing well, I must also pay for that. Mm. And you want to be able to help as much as you can. Right. As somebody who's in a partnership, you want to be there to, to make sure that they're doing all that they can to get to this goal, to get to this dream. I want to be behind you, beside you, in front of you. Wherever you want me to be, I'm going to be there. Right. But not realizing Mm. that this person is not being very vocal about how much they're resenting you for even being able to put this much work up front to be able to do all this. Yeah, for being able to support them like they can't support you. To support them like they can't support you. That even gives them a sense of resentment. And that comes from societal pressures that they, you know, like men feeling like, I'm supposed to be me supporting you, not the other way yeah. around. The other way and around. it's like, it can right. be the other way around. And like, you have to learn how to deal with that. The same way we have to learn how to deal with not being able to be kept women. You think I want to be a housewife sometimes? Shit. You know what I mean? It's not always easy. But I'm saying that to your point, too, about that, that made me, because that's something I could relate to a bit more. I think for me, I don't know if I ever felt like a man hated me who claimed to like me, but I do think that there were actions that I was like, oh, you were angry and you wanted to hurt me. And... Mm -hmm. It like it gave me the lens about like because even when we talk about things we talk I've talked about before on this podcast like even how with my first heartbreak how like we were together all the time and then like he like a week later was on MySpace which speaks to our age obviously with like some new chick like mm-hmm. two days later that's not something you do to like you were trying to hurt me like when people like were even like that that quickly or whatever like you're trying to hurt somebody or like I've even had another ex say to me and I th- it speaks to more so what you were saying with the resentment about um, success. I, he did it in a much healthier way. And this was like a conversation we had like in retrospect a couple of years later after our breakup. But he had said like, mm-hmm. like when we graduated from school, like watching you do everything you said you were going to do. Like you said you were going to do something, you mm-hmm. did it. You set another goal, you met it. You did another thing, you matched it. And the whole mm-hmm. time I was so happy for you. But it was hard for me to not be able to do the same thing and watch you be able to do the same thing. And so it was not an active resentment. It was never anything that was, like, materialized into, like, arguments or, like, or anything toxic. But it was a quiet, I think, resentment that maybe led to distance that led to our Mm -hmm. breakup. Or even sometimes Mm -hmm. that relationship aside, when men talk about wanting to be with a woman where it's easier 
Yep. <laughs> this is what they mean. Yeah. It's easier because she ain't, her scoreboard ain't shitting on yours. Like, you know what I mean? Or whatever mm-hmm. else it may be. Like, that makes you feel like more of a mm-hmm. man. You know? So, like, right. I do think that, like, that's the deep level of it. But then there was, like, some really it petty is. anecdotes that came along with it, too. Like, just to read a couple of responses yeah. where somebody was like, you know, when he said he could only post his female bestie and not me because the family knew her. Or when he said he cheated on, when he cheated on me and said he was thinking about me the whole time. What kind of sick shit is that? Niggas be saying stuff like that. <laughs> like, oh, I thought about you the whole time because I knew it was wrong. Huh? Then why you ain't, why you ain't stop? Or even the sicker you? way I might even take this is that like he thought about how much it was going to hurt her and enjoyed that shit. Like, I thought about oh, you, God. which is even worse. Like, it's like there's a range of how trash people could be, but, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Or even somebody saying that, like, another woman said he told her he was only spending time with her because he didn't like the current version of Call of Duty. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yo, what? And somebody even tweeted the summary to Love and Basketball, which, LOL. <laughs> Y'all know how we Which feel is the truth about Chrissy McCall. But when he Y'all took, already know that's how we feel. But when he took that bitch to Burger King, it was very much ringing of this. Right after Monica won her first game and he made it about him and his daddy's infidelity. Like, you know, yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I have dealt with that so many times. I hate that for you. I hate that for all these other women. Where men have, like, tried to make me feel bad about the money that I make or the things that I can do because I worked to do them. Or even just your strength, just on its own. Like just how strong you are and they wanted to break it down. Just to see if they can do it. Or they think it's a challenge. Oh, I want to see how much she loved me. Or I want to see how much she, you know. So I want to poke, 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 poke until she breaks down. And... The only thing I have to say with things like that is once you start feeling like it's you, Mm. you have to go because it's not. It is not you. To whomever who's listening to this, it is not you. Because I know you can carry that to different relationships. Yes. Thinking that you are the one that caused all of this. You caused him to be resentful. You caused him to be depressed about whatever he's lacking or whatever it is, when all you did, honey, was show up. Mm. You showed up. Don't you dim your life for that nigga. You did the work. You deserve the happiness. You don't have to go through hell in high water. To get to heaven. To get to heaven. That prize. It is not necessary. That needs to go. That idea of like, we got to go through the hell of the relationship. To get to the better part. No. no, not when it's abuse, honey. Not when it's emotional abuse. And niggas love that caption. She stood by me through blank, 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 and blank. I had to make her mine. Or like, that's my wife. That's my number one because she stood beside me as I did this ancient thing to her. This ancient thing to her. And she in the picture on the last thread. One last thread. <laughs> just stress. Just, just smiling barely like. Because you can see the pain in her eyes. Her edges are thin. Literally. Just from the pressure. And I laugh. <laughs> I laugh because I was that rider. Like you are literally <laughs> right. on your last. Right 
<laughs> Looking like Beyonce and Edna James on the fireplace with the curly wig when she just sat. Or like Quincy's mama by the pool where she's like, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the Rada that looks like behind that Instagram filter that she's using to cover up her pain, baby. It's not. Exactly. It's not it. Because broken people like to break things, including you, Mm -hmm. including your spirit. Mm -hmm. And do understand the people who like to break things, who want to inflict pain on others. Do understand just because you inflict pain on other people does not mean your pain goes away. (laughs) It will worsen. That's something else that you will have to deal with. Yep. Do know that. Mm. That does not make you feel better, and it won't. You could try. But do understand the person that you're hurting, that you're trying to break, is unbreakable. It's impossible. Yeah. So do the work with yourself. Do that. (laughs) Don't do it to anybody else. You may ruin their day, absolutely, but you won't ruin their week. Not like how miserable you are for months. Do something about that. Fix something that's happening in your life. Stop trying to inflict it on others. Amen. It does not work that way. The universe does not work like that. Nope. I read in a, you know, I love all about love. And she goes, all too often women believe it is a sign of commitment and expression of love to endure unkindness Mm. or cruelty, to forgive and forget. In actuality, when we love rightly, we know that the healthy, loving response to cruelty and abuse in any way (laughs) is putting ourselves out of harm's way. You have to prioritize yourself. I hope somebody heard that. There's a lot of people who need to hear that. Choose you. Mm. I'm sorry if you're listening. He's like, damn, Deanna, Scotty, you aggressive as hell today. (laughs) Because I want you to know that it's not you. It's serious. It's not you. It's very serious. Some of these tweets that I read can break a person's spirit. Yeah, I was like, I was really like, no, like we have to want better for ourselves and I want better for my sisters and it was just too much. It was a lot, but I wanted you to understand and I want everyone to understand that as long as you show up and do your your work, you, you can't speak for anybody else. You can't help nobody else unless you help yourself. Please help yourself. Soon as you see something, in a relationship that don't sit right with you, that knows it might play with your spirit, it might play games with your self-worth, it might play games with your right to be who you are, you have to go, baby girl. You got to leave. So, yeah. A good word. Please do it. Um, no, I was just going to say the offering plate is coming around. Um, no. <laughs> Please no change. Only things that only things that fold, no. not things that jingle. Uh, <laughs> the ushers still ushers. You find the ushers way. are to your left and your right. Hit the subscribe button, leave a review. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but yes. but trust me, trust me, girl, trust me, because I'm on to better things, greener pastures. Mm. And speaking of greener pastures, speaking of greener pastures, okay. The silver lining of all this is there is, in fact, some niggas who do know how to act, okay? Some, they exist. They are, they are Despite around, Despite popular girl. belief. Despite what my eyes yeah. may show me as I walk the streets. <laughs> so walk through the valley of shadow of death. I know. I- There's some. There's some. There, there are. And they exist. 
Trust me. Yeah. Shout out to the good sis at Afroflytina for creating a different thread. Asking, when did you realize he loved you? I'm going to say that again. Okay. When did you realize he loved you? And I want to take that past a relationship. Okay. Oh. Take it to family. Take it to your friends. Your guy friends, too, who do show up. There are guy friends that show the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And that he loved you. Not loved you romantically, guys. Not We're not doing brown sugar. We're just doing I am. love. I, you know, I was here for it. I know. I, I know where we were going. I was, I was in. Stop, stop. Finally, a thread from my hopeless romantic ass. This is it. But to your point, though, like, there was other. And y'all had me cracking up, too, because you, you missed one. They, they also was like, Jesus, child. Because there's a few people who was like, I realized he loved me when he died on the cross of my sins. And to y'all, I say amen and LOL. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Some was like, he comes anytime it's time for me to take him on a walk with his leash. I was also like, child to the dog moms <laughs> who realized when he loved you as well. But I was very here for this moment of, like, it just felt like bomb being poured on my soul after reading the when did you realize he hated you thread. Like, I just needed... I needed to see the other side because, like, it's so beautiful to when I get to see glimpses of black women being loved on properly, like Absolutely. we deserve. Because it also gives mm-hmm. you hope to, like, okay, I can keep holding that for this because it does exist. Like, I don't – it's the other side of it when you're, like, a lot of the women who are in the past situations we were saying is because I think this is as good as it gets. Or it's always a version of this. So I'm going to just pick the one I already love. Or the one I already have kids with. Or the one whatever, 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 when no baby girl. It's not all the same. That's what happens when you lead with past experiences. Yep. You lead with it. Exactly. So to read some of these cute ones, because like, I'm going to read my favorite one. And it, it this really touched me because I do think it also speaks to the past experiences. And even like what we were talking about with past generations. And like how it's all matured. But this woman said, one thing about my man is he does a lot for me. But on Valentine's Day, my mom came back to her room decorated with chocolate roses and a card. It made me emotional because my own dad never did stuff like that for her. And he did it like it was the obvious thing to do. I was like, damn, this dude really loves me. He makes sure I'm good. He makes sure my family is good. Shit, he makes sure the dog is good. (laughs) Everyone around me knows he's a reliable person. It's because he's gone out of his way for everyone and does it just for me. And when I tell you that had my black ass shedding a tear, because it's one thing to love on me and give me the romance that I deserve, but to go ahead Mm. and want to backfill it for my mama too, who is also a hopeless romantic, hey Liz, and deserves to know what that feels like too. Like if my if I had a man who took the time to also make sure that she felt that, baby. Yeah. You ain't going nowhere. You want you want your eggs scrambled, Benedict? You ain't going. I can learn how to poach. I don't know how to poach, but I can learn. What? Yes. And I loved, I loved when um Motherboard Prez, that's her ad name. She said, the way he engages with me. Even when he's upset, he's always gentle with me. He's always gentle with me. Mm. The practice of gentleness. Talk about it. Of being careful and intentional with people and how you treat people. That is number one for me. 
You have to be intentional. So that's what I was like. That is a labor. That is love mm. for me. That is love because in a world where we talked about this earlier, when grace isn't given to black people at all, the least we can do is extend it for each other. We don't get that. We don't experience gentleness at all. We don't move through the world like that way. And especially black women. Black women do not get the same gentleness that other women receive, specifically white women receive in this world. We've all experienced hearing somebody's voice change when they speak to the white woman next to us versus ourselves or just the subtle things like that. It is so rare that we get to move amongst the world and not be treated like the mules of everybody, whatever. The least you can want, the least we can expect is that when we walk through the door of a home, our own homes, is that we are greeted with the gentleness that we do not receive outside of it. It should be a sanctuary. It should be a reprieve. It should be like, oh my goodness, let me, where I come to refuel to go back out into the world world when my tanks are coming fill my tank back up and then go back out to fight again because at home Mm -hmm. i am treated with respect gentleness and love oh what a line yes and one of the reasons why i love that tweet too is because it really made me think about the first time i experienced somebody being gentle with me when they were upset with me i didn't even know what the fuck to do because like in my house niggas fighting not like fist fighting but arguing words being thrown things yeah. it's very yeah. it was you know i did not grow up watching people yeah. be gentle with other people when they were angry when they were angry all bets are off you better run to the corner and hide because baby it's gonna be a second before that love come back in the room i remember the, like one of the first times literally and i was like this is love like it, it really made me be like oh this is love i am over here tripping and instead of him fighting back Punching below the belt back, that whatever back. He really was just like, are you finished? Do you want to talk about what's really bothering you? Because it can't be this. It can't be me. And it's just like, what? How the fuck me up? How the fuck me up? I would have been like, wait. You would have thought somebody just hit me in the middle of my forehead. I was like blinking like, huh? So we're not going to fight? We're not going to just mm-hmm. throw whatever's at each other until we're done and then apologize later? When you experience that, it te- like that was some, one of the times a man really taught, like, oh, this is how you love people. Because when somebody does it for you, you want to make everybody else feel that way too. You even want to make him feel that way when it's the opposite is reversed. Like it's it just makes you want to, and it's just such an easier way than to tear somebody down. People think that's gonna make her never do this again. I'm gonna punish her. No, you want to really make yeah. you want to really make a woman never do something again. Be treat her with kindness and gentleness as a response to her anger, and I promise you, you'll see results. Because think about all the times before you where she wasn't met with gentleness, and that's what we're why we're here exactly, and why she's talking the way she is. Because that's what she's seen for I'm, I'm sure her whole life. For me, my whole life. Yeah, I don't even want you to treat me how you want to be treated because I don't even know how you would like treat to me be how treated I want to be Sometimes. treated. That's right. Treat me how I want to be treated. Amen. Treat me with the care that I deserve. Mm-hmm. Handle people with care. Speak to them with care. Touch them with care. You got to do these things. You don't know what you're putting on somebody when you don't, when you're careless with your words, when you're careless with your touching, when you're careless with everything else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that was a great one because that is truly love. 
That's intentional. I handle this person with care because I love them. That's the goal. That's it. I'm saying, and I will just add one more for the end, just because for my girls who feeding me is a love language belongs too. One person said when he figured out I didn't have food and came an hour and a half across town via three buses. I don't know why this man don't have a car, oh, but you know, love him anyway, sis. With a full chicken, yes. a huge container of rice, <laughs> and fresh garlic sauce. He said he wanted to make sure I could eat for the week. Feed me, black man. I know that's right. You better nourish. You better nourish. That's and right. go. He ain't let nothing stand right. in his way. Not, oh, I don't have a car, else I would have came and done this for you. Right. She gonna be fed. She gonna be fed. So that's definitely one example I can think of. When it comes to food, man, anytime a man chooses to feed me, I want to cry a tear. You know, I, it's just, one of, like, one of my ex-boyfriends is, like, a, such a good cook. And when he would cook for me, that would be, like, a love language for him anytime. Or, like, if I'm on deadline... There was a time when I was on deadline for a story and somebody was like, you know, I know you're having a busy week. Let me know if I can drop you off some food. What? Me? What? Like, you won't even just drop it off? Like, you're not even going to try to take up my time because you know I'm on deadline? Like, you don't, you're just going to drop it, give me what I need and go? It's just small acts. Yes, like small acts like that that mean the world. The world. It's, how many years that's been? Right. And we talking about it today. I <laughs> it's just crazy so, so that's crazy that's beautiful i could read that thread forever which is probably a surprise to nobody because you know inject this romance shit to my veins it's just you know we all get through how we can you know Absolutely. and for me romance is just the reminders are necessary to keep me going but mm -hmm. you also had a twitter moment yourself recently scotty that went <laughs> viral as well that we should take a t we should hear more of a take on you tweeted that damon wayans and tisha campbell were perfect together the best couple in tv history you said that <laughs> and it sparked the dialogue I said it right it started it sparked the dialogue <laughs> dialogue's a cute nice way to say it it sparked war about the best tv couples on the timeline. Do you right. stand behind the statement, my wife and kids? I stand behind it. I, that's, that's me. I stand behind I'm it. I'm going to stand beside okay? it. Scotty I'm and her tweet. stand beside it. 100%. Listen, I was watching my, my wife and kids, and I was like, literally, I don't know about off camera, but I do know on camera. Okay. They just had the best chemistry mm. ever. Ever. Like, it even felt like it wasn't, there was no uh, script. Like, mm. it was straight. Like banter, ad lib. <laughs> yes, ad lib. Like, they were literally just feeding off of each other. It was perfect. I love them together. And also, like, Michael and Jay, like, them as a couple, too. I love. I love them. Because it's filled with laughter. Honesty. They're really honest with each other. But they can find some joy in the honesty, even if it's kind of harsh. Mm. Like, they're just perfect. I, I love the kids. <laughs> I love how they love on their family, how they want to be around their family. So, yeah, I was like, wow, where was the relationship goals for these two? Mm. Where, why weren't people talking about them more? I do agree that they have, I think when it speaks to comedy chemistry, comedic chemistry especially, because I think mm -hmm. when we think about romance couples, like we think about like the heat, the, the sexual, 
But like they had oh, such no. comedic chemistry, like their jokes, like it was just like you get to everything Scotty said. But I really think where they stand out to me, because I can't say they're my ultimate best favorite. But what I do think they're top tier at and don't get enough credit for is how well their senses of humor is blended. And it just made it realistic. Yeah. It wasn't like jokes were being forced upon us, but every line was funny. Right. And it was like, how? It was funny. How do you do that? Down, right. <laughs> Down, and some of it wasn't even lines. <laughs> like, it would just be looks. Some of it was just how they said it or what they did before it or why. Like, Tisha, Tisha is fucking no, funny. She's like, she is hilarious. So, so my romance is comedy, mm-hmm. right? Where I like to laugh. Mm-hmm. I, of course, yes, I love the sexy shit too. But I love laughter in the home. Yeah, like that is something that I think is should be prioritized. And number one uh, is a sense of humor. So yes, but Man. what y'all didn't know is, and what I found out, what was that? Tisha Campbell, they didn't want her to audition for this. What? Damon Wayans didn't want her for this. Mm-mm. What do you want? They didn't want her to audition at all. Why? Because she was too known with for Martin. They felt like she couldn't do it again, and yes. she did. Yes. How about it? Yeah. So and guess who? And guess who pulled her over the fuck up? Tashina Arnold said, "Bitch, come on by. <laughs> come and bring your ass." They didn't tell you about this, but I'm gonna and tell you about audition. this. I love right. that. No, she found out about it. She found out about it. She told her agent, and her agent was like, "Yeah, they don't want <gasps> you for that." They specifically said. They did not want her for this. Yes. See, they thought she couldn't do it twice. Because it is hard to be part of two iconic sitcom couples. And she yes. did that. In, once in the 90s and once in the early 2000s with my wife and kids. I know a lot of people were surprised yeah. you said this over Martin. Because, you know, niggas love Martin. They love they that love show. Martin, but Martin, like Martin. Martin as in like a relationship, he was terrible. Like, he was terrible. <laughs> the only good thing Martin never did, and even though I don't know if I believe it to be true in real life, is that he never cheated on Gina. And I feel like we don't That's talk. That's it. I feel like we don't talk about how, like, oh I was like, yes, God. Martin never had eyes for nobody else. But, child, is that the is that the bare minimum that we're going for these days? And that, yes. Yes, it is. That's what yes, I wanted Sylvia. to be happy that is about, it. that he was faithful. At least I'm not fucking these women. I'm here. That's <laughs> Martin, I'm he- was, Martin was the definition of, I'm, I'm here, here and I. Yeah, but you're emotionally abusing me. But I'm here. You, you, I'm you here. harass my friends about their looks every chance you get, my best friend. You make her, you tear her down. But I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm here, Pam and uh, Gina. Gina. I'm here. You That's kick enough. people I love out this house every week, but sure. <laughs> you got to live in the project. You got jealous <laughs> about my work. When I started doing better. Amen. When I started to do great. So, yes, that's why they're better than that. Okay, so my favorite TV couple <laughs> is Dwayne and Whitley. This was this was surprising for me when you said this. Because you know I love a different world. That's one of my different worlds, like one of my favorite shows. So, like, and yeah. I think why I like Dwayne and Whitley because it was such a long, drawn-out love story. Like, they didn't come into the show together. So it just gave me a chance mm-hmm. to root for them, want it, watch it become a thing, which made me more invested in them as a couple. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't like, mm-hmm. they're a thing from the start day one, and I just don't get to, you know, whatever about it. But also, they, they were friends who became lovers, and I love stories like that. And, like, 
it's really more about Dwayne than Whitley. Dwayne Wade is like my dream man. I know, I know it He's is. my dream <laughs> man. And I just love how he loves Whitley. You know what I mean? I was like, you better love that woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And even like when he's like, like I think he's the perfect mix of like gentle but assertive when he needs to be. Like he loved Whitley. He's like, woman, I love you, but I swear if you ever talk to me like this again, it's never going to be back. And she's like, I love it when you talk to me like that, daddy. Like those moments would just be so like spot on for me that I'd be like, yes, that's what you need. I just need you to be a little, mm. when we talk about putting a little oomph in it, that's what I mean. But I love me a nerdy, smart black man who was like fine also. And like, I love Dwayne yeah. Whitley. I'm sorry. I think, yeah, I just think it just took so long for them to get together and they finally did. It was so great. And they just, I think it really speaks to the writing and like just Debbie Allen and all of those things where I just think it was, oh, it was so good. I just, I love the, the wedding part. Baby, please! You know what it is? It's a talk that they had. It's a talk that they had the night before the wedding when he was like, you really pushed me and this, this, and that. And I just really wasn't ready to hear that about myself. But you, like, held up a magnifying glass to me and it was hard. And she was like, and you taught me this, this, and this, this, and that. And then he was like, you taught me how to love, Whitley. And she was like, you taught me how to love, too. And I was like, damn it! The love! Find that. The love each other! I find that clip. I gotta find it's that. It's the clip. part one of the when everybody talks about part two, but part one, the end of part one, when they have that talk at the gazebo. Yeah. My phone with the little with the captions, but it's like when they each like talk about how they taught each other how to love. My Send God, it to me, let's rock myself to sleep off that. Put it in my veins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love love. But um, there's other there was other couples that the thread mm-hmm. wanted you to acknowledge. Do you have any secondary favorites? Sure. Like I did love Overton and Sinclair and Living Single. I love Overton and when Sinclair. When we talk about gentleness, when we talk about kindness, mm-hmm. that's them. That's that them. is them. They are the poster children for that. For real, they love on each other and they're kind to each other. They understand to each other. To a point where, like, I'm sure outside people don't quite understand them. Yes. But they understand them. I love that. That weirdness. um, Our friend Brittany Packnett talks to us about a lot with her husband about how, like, find somebody who understands you're weird, like you're Mm -hmm, strange. mm -hmm. Like, I think Overton Sinclair Mm -hmm. and their silliness is such a good example of that. Also, it was one of the very first times I saw a plus-size woman be loved by a non-plus-size man Overton loved him some Sinclair. He didn't care who else was coming to the building. He was chasing her. And it was very, I I remember feeling like, wow, she gets to be loved like that too by a man who's smaller or a fit. Like, Obi was fine. Obi was fine. He was was the finest man in the building. Except for one more chestnut would pop up at that time. He was the neighbor. That was the only time Obi maybe wasn't the. But (laughs) I, I love living single. Sorry. I mean, but like I... Yes, I loved seeing how much Overton pursued Sinclair from day one and just, you know what it was? He never changed his mind about her. He never. Never once. Not once. And oh, people, God. Say that again, Sylvia. He never changed his mind about Sinclair. And Overton, I will love him for that always because I need to see that. I need to see that kind of commitment from the start. I'm certain about mm. you. When I think of like crazy in love, I think about Overton and Sinclair. Like they were in love, crazy in love with each other. Like that is beautiful. That's the kind of relationship that some people think that, that y'all grandparents had, but y'all didn't. <laughs> anyway. Um, I also love Randall and Beth from This Is Us. If we want to talk about current shows. 
Oh, Randall and Randall is I love Randall. As y'all can see, fits into my Dwayne Wade category of men. Like they're the they're the same yes. type of black man to an extent. Except Randall was adopted uh, by a white family, went through a lot of crazy stuff. But <laughs> they, but how he is with Beth is that is that's another relationship cute goal it's, a, it's like, like the gentleness and just the the commitment and just how much he loves like be a fan of your wife bro he is yes, a fan, fan of his wife he do not play about Beth. okay he don't play about his and she don't play about him and she don't play she about don't him play about him i love couples that don't play about each other even to him like, she don't play about him with him. She'd be like, nah, go to therapy. Stop talking about my husband like you, this. You just, tripping. Go. Stop talking about my husband like that. I don't like it. That's crazy. And I think he's the perfect example in Dwayne. I think of, like, what I was always told coming up. It was like, you just need your man. Like, the right, the husband material has got to be just a little corny. Just a little, just a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, little Russell yes. will sprinkle a little Russell Wilson on top. <laughs> I'm about to say, like, I like that. Women, please hit me up or hit us up on Twitter. Like, have you acknowledged or understood or come to terms with the fact that you're gonna have to marry yourself a little corny, like, if you want to be like, happy, like, <laughs> corny. If you want to be at your happy, if you be at peace, the nigga gonna have to be. Just a dash of corny. Just enough where he can't pull one over on you too much. He can't pull the wool over your eyes. You got to be like, nigga, please. I know you lying. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you, you're not even good at this. You're giggling. Like, you can't even, you can't even finish the right. lie. Like, <laughs> it's got, it's got to have a dash. You are so right. So you got to have a dash of corny. I love for the, it. For, for the good ones. The good ones going to have some And they can still be fine. You can be fine with a little corny. They be fine as hell. You know? But, but that bad yes. boy shit, that lie that Sex in the City told us that Mr. Big will marry you, Mr. Big ain't never going to marry you. Carrie should have been with Aiden. And that's facts. Hello. And that's the facts <laughs> on top of the facts. As somebody who just watched Sex in the City <laughs> literally like a few months ago, listen, Aiden would have been it for me. They don't marry you in real life. That was the biggest lie they told next to her being able to afford that apartment over Central Park on a freelancer's salary. <laughs> Two biggest lies that show now, told people. <laughs> now he wanted like weekend breaks off of you. Mr. Biggs wanted another apartment. Mr. Biggs wanted Joe ass to go to a different apartment. It's the way like, you're calling him Mr. Biggs like he's Ronald Isley for me. Oh. <laughs> With your black ass. With your black ass. <laughs> Ain't no S. Ain't no S. It's just big. Like it's not even Mister. Like I don't know. Wait, I didn't even know that. Uh, <laughs> she said, she said Mister Biggs. I said Ronald Isley is in Sex in the City. How I missed that? I thought I seen every episode. Yo, <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. Oh, that was funny, Sylvia. I didn't even. I was even. I, I was, was not even gonna let that slide. Really I was, was not gonna let that slide. It's your black <laughs> ass. Your black ass. Yo. Turning white people into black people oh. every day. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's funny. Okay. Wow. You're right, Sylvia. His name was Biggs. It had nothing to do with Mr. Biggs. I don't, oh, it was Big. Big. 
<laughs> yes. I can't breathe. That was I can't it. Breathe. All right, guys. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Any other couples you want to mention? <laughs> yeah, because I can't. I can't. Oh, that was funny. Ooh. Oh, mm. that was it. That was it. I think I think we've covered. <laughs> okay guys that's our show a whole episode of timeline takes i love it i loved it thank you guys for tuning in our show is a production of pineapple street studios in partnership with netflix and strong black lead shout out to our team our managing producers aganesh ashagre and our editor is jess jupiter this episode was produced by Taylor Hosking. Our music is by Amanda Jones. Special thanks to Max Linsky and Jenna Weiss-Berman. Make sure you share your thoughts with us on the episode using the hashtag OKNowListen. Follow Strong Black Lead on the socials at Strong Black Lead. And follow us too. I'm at Sylvia Obell. And I'm at Scotty Beam. Until next time, folks, stay blessed.